Life is a series of hellos and goodbyes. Uh, that's a famous lyric from Billy Joel's song, Say Goodbye to Hollywood, from the 1976 album Turnstiles. Say goodbye, my um, baby. <laughs> just wanted to welcome everyone into another edition of Sean Matthews Podcast. Uh, I thought we'd do something different this time, start off with a, maybe a, a lyric from a song, a great song at that. Because um, really, life is a series of hellos and goodbyes. It really what it, what it comes down to. It's hellos and goodbyes. Uh, but anyway, Joe, how are you doing today, Joe? I'm doing pretty well, Sean. My birds are 10 and 1. They could be doing a little better. We'll get into that later. Uh, and for a Monday, I'm doing pretty damn well. How about you? I'm doing okay. I had a long day at work today. Um, I worked from 9 to 7.30. And then immediately after work, I went to the gym, um, came back, ate a little something, uh, took a shower, and now I'm ready to record this podcast. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Okay, so um, I'm just thinking, like, do we want to open up with sports? Do we want to keep it to the end? I guess let's talk about it to open up. Uh, Eagles Eagles played this week. Uh, what do you think about the game? Um, and some people are going to say, see a typical Philadelphia fan, never satisfied. Um, I was not really thrilled, to be honest with you. And, uh, yeah, your team's 10-1. and one. People say, oh, but see Philly fan, they're never satisfied. Here's the thing. This team was playing at a high level for the first seven, eight games of the year, and then there was a slide-off. During such time, they were able to squeak out some wins against some bad football teams. Last night, I thought they would come out. I'm still waiting. I've been waiting for four games now for them to snap out of this funk and back into where they should be. Um, there was absolutely, positively no need for that game last night to be close. There just was no reason. Um, the one touchdown that did far, uh, far, excuse me, the one touchdown that Rogers threw in the end zone there, that was a laser. It, the coverage wasn't even bad. It was right on. I think it was the first touchdown he threw. All right, fine. But after that, things got a little wishy-washy. That last touchdown that the, the kid threw, love, and it was a, a crossing route where the guy took it all the, I mean, this kind of stuff defensively, I'm starting to get really, really concerned offensively. I'm not as concerned because I do know when all else fails, we'll say, all right, boys, stick your hand in the ground and move the guy in front of you, and we're going to make this happen. However, we have to make it happen. Move people off the ball and run this thing, okay? And I'm I'm actually pleased with my quarterback, the way he's been throwing the ball. I mean, knock on wood, he has very few interceptions this year. He's doing he's doing things with the ball and, and making good decisions, and he's playing – pretty doggone well he's not in the upper echelon yet but he's playing pretty doggone well we've got aj brown who's not a hundred percent and that shows it shows in his inability to get up because he's a beast when he's healthy he's not getting as open as he normally does and the fact that we're missing dallas goddard dallas goddard next to kelsey might be the best tight end in football uh, come on let's, let's the, not get carried away here oh no no i'm not well, yeah, George yeah, kittle Okay. All right. Okay. Let me, let me rephrase it. He, he's, he's a, a dog. Darren Waller? Well, after Kittle, I'd say it's, it's, it, no, I'd say I, I'll give you a Kelsey and Kittle. After that, I'm going Dallas Goddard all day long. And you can ask Ryan Clark. You can ask, uh, uh I'm a little uh, bit, anybody I'm where. a little bit sore about, uh, Goddard but, because the, I wanted the Cowboys to draft Dallas. Goddard. Yeah. But I'm sure he's, he, the guy is a beast and he's a big part of what we do and his absence is felt. So offensively, I'm not as concerned because I know certain things are going to get back to where they were. 
defensively, especially in the city of Philadelphia, defensively, I thought when they went out and got Joseph and Dominic and Sue that they'd shore up things, but it seems like they're still getting run on. And yeah, they're winning, but they're winning games by a touchdown or less that they should be winning by 20 points. So I'm, I'm just really, really concerned. Um, Maddox has been out. Maddox is responsible for, you know, a lot of those crossing routes and so forth. He's a slot. He's in the slot a lot and he's very good, but he seems to be hurt a lot. And this year he's hurt again. And last, uh, last night, we just got another injury in a secondary. Um, I don't want to interrupt you, but do you you think, um, if Rogers doesn't get hurt, um, do you think the Packers win that game? No, I think we still win a game. I think we still win that game last night because even when he was in there now, I mean, he had a couple of those good drives. Then to their credit, as much as I'm complaining, they did tighten it up quite a bit there too. And he was three and out quite a bit. So I don't really think like that, that, that one last crossing pattern to which I just referred. Yeah. Rogers makes that play too, but I mean, it's the, you know, um, I think they still win that football game last night, but my, my point is, and I don't say this to be arrogant, but that's a really bad um, Green Bay Packer team they played, and they should have won by at least 10, probably more. You go back a week before, the Colts, they should have never been in the position they were in. They sh- I thought even playing poorly, they'd win by 10. I um, mean, it's just been a while now, and for whatever reason, they can't get it together, and that's not mentioning the special teams on this, on this ball club, which is horrible. So I am afraid unless I start seeing some vast improvement that they're going to be a quick out in the playoffs and well, we're going to be sitting I here I want to again. give you some hope here, Joe, because it looks like the NFC East is actually the best division in football. Um, the, the Eagles are 10 and one, the Cowboys are eight and three, the Giants are seven and four, the commanders are seven and five. And if you look across the league, um, every division kind of sucks. So, I mean, NFC North, the Vikings are nine and two, then every team below them, the second place team is the lions and they're four and seven. Um, then the NFC South, the first place team is the Bucks. They're five and six. Um, everyone else is below that, obviously. NFC West, the Niners are seven and four. Okay, the Seahawks are six and five, but the Seahawks didn't they lose to the Raiders this week. So, but then you go to the AFC, you know, the AFC East, they're respectable this year. Um, they're actually, I think AFC East and NFC East might be the two best divisions overall, but the Dolphins are in first, then it's the Bills, then the Jets. But here's the thing the Jets are seven and four, the Patriots are six and five. I don't think the Patriots and the Jets are kind of any threat at all. But then you go to AFC North. Um, the Ravens and the Bengals are atop seven and four. You got to remember the Bengals are missing Jamar Chase for a couple weeks. Um, then the AFC South Titans are seven and four. But then after that, the Colts are four and six. They're in second place and it goes down. Uh, AFC West, the Chiefs are nine and two. The Chargers are six and five. But then the Raiders and the Broncos are obviously terrible. So when you actually think about it, what I just told you, Joe, it sounds like the, the NFC East is probably the best division in football. So I think you're being, a, and I know these, these games that you're frustrated with are versus other you know, bad teams, quote unquote, but, and also the Eagles schedule the rest of the year is pretty friggin' easy. They're playing the giants twice. I think they're playing the bears. They're playing the Cowboys again. Um, they really don't have a hard schedule either. There's the Cowboys. So I just think you have to have a little bit, you know, you know, well, better, better expectations, you know, than the first round of playoffs exit, you know, I am. And I, and I say this just in, in, in momentary frustration, because right now it's a little frustrating especially the defense. But what I'm looking at is I have concerns about 
the Dallas Cowboys and have concerned about concerns about the San Francisco 49ers, to be honest with you. Nobody else really concerns me. I said all along the Vikings were smoke and mirrors. The Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. And if they were to have to play either one of those two teams this week, I would be beside myself the way the way my ball club is playing. I wouldn't pick them. If I were betting, my heart would pick them, but my money wouldn't pick them because of what they're showing me. So fortunately, they don't play this Dallas game for another month or so, you know, three weeks, whatever it is. But they had better tighten up the screws defensively or they're going to get their asses kicked, not just beat, but they're going to get their asses kicked. Dallas can run it at you. And Dallas, see, that's the thing. We talk about division. It's interdivision play. And Dallas knows this football team really well because they play them twice a year. Yeah, but I think Sirianni is a better coach than uh, McCarthy. And I think that Hurts uh, is a better quarterback than Dak. So you have the better coach and the better quarterback. So, you know. Well, I would say, I would say you're probably correct in both statements, but not by much right now. Um, I'd say, I'd say Sirianni probably is a better coach of McCarthy. I don't think McCarthy's ever been a very good coach. I really, I just really don't. He, won a, he basically won a Super Bowl because he had Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, th- thank, thank you, thank you. And he was there. It, it took him. I mean, with that, with that squad they had, they could have won with Aaron Rodgers. You should have won two or three. So, uh, and I, I just don't think he. Okay, and and I, I, I all due respect to Dak, I think that. Um, um, if you were to ask me right now, going to start a football team, you can have either, either one of those guys you want as your quarterback. I'm picking, I'm picking this kid all day, but I'm saying too that neither of those fellas is a, is a is on the A list yet. My guy being Hurts has time yet to develop. So I guess Dak does too, but he's in his fifth or sixth year now, isn't he? I mean, it's been a while, but I'd rather have. But in each case, I'd say yes, better coach better quarterback but in either scenario not by very much but when i'm looking at defense i think i think it's 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 not that i mean the cowboys have shown holes in that defense too the eagles Eagles are getting back that stud their rookie uh the guy who was out for a little bit uh he's gonna plug up the middle right because they already got sue and joseph for the time being once they get back that guy uh isn't Corey something or Oh, you know his name. I just think that you're playing with me. You'd like to play with me a little bit. Especially not on live radio. I'm not going to, you know. (laughs) Especially on that, that you're going to say, I can't remember his name. (laughs) Davis is the kid's name. He was the Jordan Davis, right? He was the best defensive lineman on the number one defense in the country. That's why I know you know his name, but it's okay. No, it's one of those things that wasn't on the tip of my tongue. So I was hoping that you know it, but. Me and Joe have this thing when we're talking about sports or whatever. If we have a name that we can't remember, we're not the type of people to pull out our phones and Google the name. We want to think of it naturally. We're like, yes, think of this. It's on the tip of our tongue. Let's think of the name. So, you know, a lot of times we'll think of the name. But that one time at work, uh, back in the day, um, we were just thinking about that guy, the Eagles player name for a while. Um, it took us like, you know, it took us like 15 minutes, but we got it eventually, though. I don't know. I don't know why it, it's one of those things where as an Eagle fan, I should be ashamed, but it just, it was in the, I think it was in the off season. It just wouldn't, it was in the summertime, Sean. It just wouldn't come to me, his name, but it was Lane Johnson. I mean, yeah. he's, he's the premier right tackle in football. If not, if not one, maybe two, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, everyone knows Lane Johnson. It's are like you saying, st- 
are you still uh are you still in, like you're you're a hardcore Eagles fan, right? Are you still like enjoying um watching the Eagles or is it more stressful because you have higher expectations now? Oh, I, I it's enjoyment. And look, here's the reality of it. You got 32 teams in a cutthroat business, and everybody wants to walk away with that Lombardi trophy. And and 31 teams walk away with their head down every year. It's tough. It's tough. So, and I'm just going to tell you right now, the reality, the, the, the probability that we win the Super Bowl this year is probably low. It's just because it's yet to be one out of, you know, Dallas and San Francisco scare you. What about the AFC? Who scares you from that? The Chiefs? The Chargers? The Chiefs, um, because of that quarterback. I don't know about, what about, the what, about the, what about the rate? Like say, say that this happened, this is probably not going to happen, but say it does. What if it's the Ravens versus the Eagles? How confident are you? You guys can handle the Ravens, right? Yeah, I can't see. I can't see the Ravens getting there, though. Um, well, I mean, it's one of those things. Where, can you see the Dolphins? That's another thing, the too. The Bills, too, you got to look out for. The Bills are, remind me a lot of the Eagles right now because it's a team that when they started the season and they're thinking, oh, wow. As a matter of fact, it was at one point during the, like week five or six. But I said to you, I said, you know, they don't hand out the trophy at Halloween. And that's why I said that because it's early. But there's one point where you could see like, wow, I could see Eagles in the NFC. I could see the Bills in the in the AFC as a Super Bowl. Just as a quick, you know, it crosses your mind. Like if you were to pick two teams now, but the Bills remind me of the Eagles right now because it's a team that that has a lot more capability than right now it's showing. And what what's happening right now? And I mean, what's happening right now to either team? Are they are they really just going to slide down and stay there, or is it just a lull? Because both teams are showing that. Both teams are showing it the same, the same kind of way. I mean, I, the, the, the Bills, I thought who they beat recently. They built up, they beat a bad team by a, like a touchdown. Uh, no, um, they barely beat the Lions. There you go. It was it was a field goal game? It's a field goal game. Yeah, it was it was the Thanksgiving uh, game. Right now, some of it is the same thing. It's like you know, it's, last last week we we beat the Colts. Now we played one of our worst games, and they were coming out of their socks. And yeah, it was a close game. But who's good and who isn't good? I mean, that Lions team started off poorly, but I'm going to tell you that that guy's got them really playing some good. They went in and beat the Giants by 10 or 12 points. And this is a couple of weeks ago when the Giants were still playing fairly well and they went into the Meadowlands and beat them. Well, isn't there, I think their coach is Dan Campbell, is another former player. Yeah. Um, he actually played for the Cowboys for a little bit. Um, so. It's one of those things where the Colts have Jeff Saturday, the Lions have Campbell. It seems like these former like rah-rah type coaches uh, can have some success for sure. Whereas in the past, people thought, you know, the rah-rah, the rah-rah doesn't always work. And rah-rah being, you know, fire your guys up, be like, be like one of the players, one of the guys in the locker room and really be one with them. But it seems like there's something to it with some of these uh, hires. Well, it, it, that's going belly up in a lot of cases too. And really we don't have a large enough sample size either way, right? Even with Campbell, especially not with Saturday, but, but either with Campbell, we don't know yet, well, but the, he, the initial, like just the hat, the he's making room, a difference. The yeah. In them. yeah. And you could just see in that ball club that, I mean, you know, the giants were playing some pretty solid football. And they went in on the road. This Lions team went in. I thought they got no shot. And they went in there and they not only beat them, they beat them convincingly, convincingly. And then they took the Bills all the way the distance, you know. So, I mean, 
and they had won three in a row going into that Bills game. The Lions did. So it's it's hard to tell really who's good and who isn't good. And then you get the, you know, well, this team played this team. So if they beat them, they should beat them. That associative thing, that doesn't work anymore. I and mean, it never really worked, but especially in a season well, like this. It all comes down to matchups, right? All comes down to matchups. And that's another reason why um, – any eagle, any honest eagle fan will tell you that the the Cowboys are a, a big concern because they just they just seem to, um, you know, to really know us well. Now that could be said for either you know in either you know of Cowboy fans, I'm sure think the same thing too. That uh, and that's another thing that that's real quietly, real quietly, this team in Washington. I will always call them the Redskins because I don't find it offensive. And I don't, I, you know, me, I'm I, I, political correctness is, is listen. I respect, me, I respect that you're still, uh, you're speaking your mind and you're still open about it. You know, you're not afraid of being canceled because you're still calling the Washington you know, commanders, the Redskins. I don't think you're doing anything wrong by believing in their, their former name. Exactly right, and 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 it's Sean. If anybody, you if it's you know me, if anybody team, knows you know. me, color means nothing. Color and race and all it means nothing to me. I love everybody. I really, really, truly, truly do. And I think that's actually one of the things that I love about America is that we have pot. a little bit. We have yes, and I love that. I I do. I, I really love that. So, um, but uh, the word, the term Redskins, and that emblem with the feathers coming on that's so, yep. it's part of my childhood it's part of football it's part of the legend of the, the, the national the fans football do? League. don't the fans like dress up as like pigs or something like that yeah hogs you know because the hot in the uh in the 1980s they had an offensive line that was legendary they did with with russ Grimm and bostic and all the they were unbelievable and riggins running behind them i mean i hated them but they had a legendary offensive line and they nicknamed themselves the Hogs. You know, it's not the most flattering thing in the world, but this is football. This is football players. It could be a compliment. The Hogs down in the mud, you know, getting dirty, you know. And it was, uh, it was just, I just, it's one of the things that irritates me to no end. It really does. I mean, where do we stop with this stuff? I mean, the next thing you know, people are going to come along and say, well, we told people. We, you know, we tell people who are just, uh, grow as adults to be larger than seven feet tall. And there are a lot of us. We feel like the term giants is really, really offensive to us. I mean, that could be your next. I mean, really. I mean, it, it sounds outlandish, but it's no more outlandish than, I mean, than, than, than you know, what's wrong with saying the Cleveland Indians? What the hell's the big problem? Yeah, now they're the guardians. I think, I just think society in general. Um, has gotten a little bit out of hand with the cancel culture and the being too sensitive about, you know, obviously, you know, well, there are things that warrant and things that don't warrant cancel. But if we spoke to some native Americans, I don't even know if they did a study on this. If they were highly and deeply offended by the name Redskins, then, you know, that would get me rethinking the whole thing. But it's like, you know, I don't think when people were calling the the Redskins their by their name, when they were the Redskins, that I don't think it was one of those things where they're, there was any well, it's, and it's right not only that your skin isn't red is it is your skin literally red unless you go out and get a sunburn is your skin red no okay then we're not talking yeah, that was part of yeah that was part of the part of well the, here's the uh, thing too part of my lineage is irish right scott's irish is part of my lineage the the uh notre dame mascot is a little irish leprechaun with his fist up and this and that 
all right? Or anytime someone makes a joke about Irish and, oh, yeah, and the drinking and this and that, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't bother me. It's, it's something to laugh at. And everyone knows that just because you're Irish doesn't mean you go out and get bombed every night and drink, you know? Or, or or stand there in a green uniform and put your fist up and want to fight. These are little, just little things, little little um, fun stereotypes that aren't even. I mean, it's just now it would be like me saying, I find that to be offensive. You know, I don't walk around with a pipe hanging out my mouth and a, and a big stovepipe, a hat, and a green a green uh, sport jacket and and pointy elf shoes. And I don't do that. And just because I'm Irish, you think I dress like that or I drink a? Come on. No, I don't. I mean, but it, the things that offend, quote unquote, offend us these days are just really, really ridiculous. One of my favorite, um, God rest his soul, but Dr. Wayne Dyer, he used to talk, just talk about life I and mean, just check him out sometime. I still listen to a lot of his stuff. Um, but he was talking one time about getting offended. And he said, you know what, guys? If you're going to get up in, in in the morning every day and look for reasons to be offended, you're going to find them. But here's the thing. Stop looking for reasons to be offended. And it makes so much sense. Stop looking for stop. Stop being so ridiculous. All right. If I go out looking tonight for a lot of reasons, the things that offend me and really turn overturn stones and really, really look for that. Yeah, you're probably going to find them. Well, why don't you just occupy your mind on something else and stop looking for reasons to be offended? Yeah, I, I, I digress. Just, I think the whole thing was about a general uh, change in tone and attitude in general society in America where um, they're just trying to be so inclusive and and so welcoming. And they felt like for the image of the NFL um to have the name redskins that obviously they would need to change it it's so offensive after we look at it with hindsight and it became a whole thing and i know there's a large percentage of people out there especially the sports fans who are just like man we really missed the name the redskins but you know they did what they had to do and they had their reasons and obviously you know it hits a nerve uh with certain people especially sports fans but um just wanted to, to move on really quickly but uh stay on sports for now but that's uh, one more thing. Some, I digress. Some, that football okay. team, you, everyone should watch because uh, I like the way they're being built. I don't like them because they're in our division, but you, they're starting to turn things around a little bit down there. But go ahead, Wait, Sean. The, com- the commanders you're saying? Yeah. Well, what about the quarterback? Is that, Heineke the future? He's not the future, but he seems to be more than adequate for right now. Um, you know, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm saying they're turning that program around now. And well, well, I guess thing, we'll, though, do you think do you think they're is Dan Snyder because he's he's got some he's in hot water with certain things. Um, is Dan Snyder going to once he sells the team, is that going to be the whole change changing of the guard? Is that going to turn their franchise around? Because everyone has hated Snyder for years. Well, what I hope is that he he remains owner of the team because I can't stand. Look, they're in our division. They're a rival. I mean, I wish they would have kept their name because it's part of the lure. Uh, it's part of it really is it's part of the, the folklore and it's part of um but i don't want to see them do well they're our arch enemy so if i don't want to see them do well i hope i hope snyder's the owner for the next 30 years you know? well did you see his most recent thing remember sean taylor the player who tragically was murdered yeah they put a mannequin up it's pretty weak but it wasn't even a statue and they it was like a friggin like 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 wiry wiry mannequin with like a jersey and a helmet i thought that was just really uh tasteless it, it it was really, really weak. And I don't, I just don't, it was almost like it was intentional, you know, 
like I'm going to intentionally give this as little effort as I can. And why? I don't know. Um, I, I Maybe it's he was given the middle finger to some people. I don't, I don't know. Maybe to the league, to the commissioner. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. So it was, I saw that, though, and it's very weak. Yeah. Um, so what's some of your sports uh, phrase pet peeves that you were talking about? Oh yeah, you and I were talking the other day, and 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 this list is fluid. This this list, I'll have one of these every third show or something. But just some of these things, and you watch enough sports shows, uh, and you get tired of hearing certain phrases. Here's one. Oh, and he's so fast, he could take the top off a of defense. You know what the hell's wrong with just saying he can burn a defensive back? You know, he could take the top off a of defense. You've got people saying this that don't even know what the hell they're talking about. It's just, oh, he could take a top off a of defense. Okay, so take the top off a of defense. It's not a jar of peanut butter, okay? Just say he's fast and he can burn people, right? That That's one thing. Um, and here's a baseball one for you. And you hear this all the time, okay? Oh, you know, I don't mind if the pitcher gives up one run here or there, but he's got to stay away from the crooked numbers. The crooked numbers. Just say what the hell you're talking about. Say, look, I don't mind if he gives up a run every once in a while, but when he gets into these multi-run innings, just say more than one. Just say the crooked numbers. I got news for you. Even the number one is crooked if you write it correctly. There's a little up top. So uh, crooked numbers. Uh, Here's another one. Oh, the lineman got his big paw up there. I mean, Jesus, God, Jesus, forgive me for using your name in vain, but the lineman got his paw up there. Like the kind of the connotation is that, you know, he's so big. He's like a bear or something. He's got a paw. He doesn't have a hand. He's got a paw. Okay. Uh, baseball again, uh, launch angle. Oh, and you could see he, he hit the ball. He hit, it was a fastball and the launch angle was 46.2 to, when did we ever start with this? I mean, he okay, he he smashed the ball. All right, he smashed it and 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 he hit it high. Okay, launch angle. Here's another one that's all over the for whatever sport. Oh, such and such. I think he's a a generational talent. Generational talent overused again, overused. And what the hell? You know, just stop it. We never heard these words before. Again, with baseball, the exit velocity. The exit velocity. When did they start calculating this? And I mean, look, you know, Mike Schmidt and 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 Johnny Bench and people, Jose Canseco, are saying, "Look, we crush the balls just as hard as they do now." But when did we start with this? Oh, and the exit velocity was one hundred and nineteen point. Stop it. We're getting too technical. All right. Another t- a term that drives me nuts is instead of saying, hey, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves or let's relax, pump the brakes. Oh, they pump the brakes. And sometimes I watch these sports shows on TV, these talk shows, and guys will use these. And another and another guy will talk about three minutes later and he'll use the same one again. Let's have to pump the brakes on that. Okay. And the last one for today. <laughs> This is such a ridiculous, I can't believe I have to say it again, but goat, goat. And now they're using it. I actually like that one. Well, they're using it now in not only singular, but plural. Like, oh, he's one of the goats. (laughs) Are you contradicting yourself? You're saying goat is greatest of all time. And you're saying, oh, he's one of the goats as in plural. Wait a minute. 
I don't get you. If greatest of all time has to be one, but he's one of the goats. I, I just, it's just, it's one of those terms that really just, I find it so overused, so ridiculous that it drives me insane. But those are my personal words right now. Talk to me next week or the week after. I'll have about six more for you. Because what about, what about the Monday morning quarterback? Or like, hey, you're being a Monday morning quarterback. Uh-huh. I'm chair quarterback type of thing. Yeah, the Monday morning quarterback. That's that's one that I haven't actually haven't heard that one in a while. But yeah, I could do without that one for a while. But uh, <laughs> but um, what else is happening? Yeah, so uh, I'm trying to make his tradition uh, do a bad gambling beat. So we're talking about the Eagles Packers game. Uh, I had a small parlay on Aaron Rodgers throwing for at least 220 yards and throwing. Uh, touchdown or Christian Watson, the receiver scoring at least one touchdown. So Rogers, you know, wasn't hit the first quarter. He had about a hundred yards and I'm like, okay, he'll probably hit the two twenty. It depends on if Watson can score, but then Rogers gets his ribs hurt or whatever it is. Um, and then he's at 140 yards in the third quarter. They take him out. He leaves the game on his own will or the coach. I don't know. He looked like he was in pain. Uh, Cause I don't know if he's the type of guy who would want to take himself out. Uh, unless it was necessary, but um, then Jordan Love comes in and he throws a friggin' like 75, 80 yard or maybe even less, but it's a really long, like short pass to Christian Watson. He takes it to the house for the touchdown. So I'm like, oh my God, that could have been Rodgers. And that would have put Rodgers over 200. But it was one of those things that always happens in gambling, these bad beats. You see it every night on Van Pelt when he hosts Sports Center. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like this one is not horrible in the realm of like bad beats. But for me personally, it's like, you know, man, if Rodgers was in and you know never got hurt and he would have thrown that pass and Watson would have scored, but it's not like I put a lot of money on it. Like we always say, don't bet what you can't lose, but I just like winning. And this really annoyed me. And another thing that annoyed me today was the Portugal-Uruguay World Cup game. I just put a fun little uh, bet on Cristiano Ronaldo scoring two goals. So he scores the first goal around the 54th minute. And I'm thinking, okay, he's got a shot for two. And they take him out. He's like Portugal's best player despite being really old. They take him out around the 82nd minute because I'm thinking they're they're trying to protect the lead. They're trying to, you know, park the bus and uh, just take, you know, win the game. But then six minutes later, they get a penalty kick and Bruno Fernandez, he's one of my favorite players on Manchester United, but he takes the penalty kick and scores. But Ronaldo's known for taking penalty kicks and it would have been his penalty kick. So there's both situations where the player that I need to perform for to win my bet is, is out of the game. And it's just one of those things that's frustrating. So... But I, I know, Joe, you're not a big gambler, but, um, you know, I that's know you okay. Really, you I could still appreciate, things, yeah. you know, I could still appreciate your frustration with, and I watch, like I watch Van Pelt do those things too. And that's, that's a lot of times I'll see that and I'll think to myself, damn, I'm glad I'm, I'm not real. I don't gamble that much because that would, it would irritate the hell out of you. Uh, but that's why gambling is what it is. You know, I mean, you yeah. just look at, look at the casinos. I mean, those, there, there's marble everywhere and chandeliers and money everywhere <laughs> because, you know, they're saying the house doesn't really lose. I mean, you know, um, it's a, uh, it's, it's a difficult thing, that gambling thing. So yeah, um, and they have all these supercomputers and it's such down to a science. It's like, whenever I see the spread, um, a lot of times it'll be really within that close within that number. It's like these computers have it all figured out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but, um, yeah. I want to talk about, uh, we're talking about annoying things that happen to us when we're out in public places. Right. Um, recently, I went to uh, an Elton John concert at, at MetLife Stadium where the Giants and the Jets play. 
I had great seats. It was like nine rows center. It was on the football field, which there's a concert. So I wasn't a football field for this concert, but it was on where the, you know, where the field is nine rows from the stage, dense center. Um, I get to the concert. I'm at, I got into the concert. I'm in a good mood. I'm, I'm sitting down in my seat. Um, and then I sit down, I had this nice cheesesteak that I got, not saying the stadium cheesesteaks are good or anything, but it was just like, you know, I was hungry. It was a fresh, hot cheesesteak. I was ready to eat. I got to my seat. You know, all the, all the worrying was, was away, like driving to the stadium and finding my seat and getting in parking, all that. Cause big football stadiums can be intimidating for anybody who hasn't been to concerts, um, a lot. And this one, I actually was by myself. Cause sometimes I go to, I go to movies and concerts by myself because, it's just one of those things. I don't have to deal with other people's schedules. I enjoy myself and it's, you know, yeah, it's if you have a good time. Sure. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of people will judge that, but you know, it's something that I like to do. So. No, um, you don't worry about a lot of people. You don't worry was, about what you, you like know, to do. It was one of those things where I never, I never been to concerts by myself, but as I got older, my friend, I'm 36 now, a lot of my friends uh, started having families and kids and getting jobs elsewhere in other States and far away. And so we haven't really been able to like, can see each other all the time. And as you get, as you're older, it's tough to meet other, you know, adults and uh friends and you know develop real relationships because a lot of people at work don't want to really be friends with their co-workers a lot of the time so um anyway i was at the elton john concert by myself i got the cheese thing i get to my seat and there's a girl sitting next to me um uh, with a dress on with her boyfriend and i'm already i'm biting them i took one bite in my cheese stick and she says to me be careful with that cheese stick i'm like be careful with the cheese stick what do you mean like She's like, you know, I don't want you to get any, any of the stuff on. There's ketchup on the cheesesteak. I had fries, I think, and, you know, the big cheesesteak and everything. And it's like, she's worried about me getting like crumbs or cheesesteak on her dress. And I'm thinking, wow, like now I got to be self-conscious about eating. But in that moment, I made the decision because I don't want to have bad vibes the rest of the concert. I want to, you know, get along with the people sitting around me and everything. And I literally put the cheesesteak under my seat and never ate the rest of the cheesesteak the rest of the concert. I spent like 15 bucks in the cheesesteak. Oh. Um, but I let the girl get to me. It was one of those things. I'm by myself. They're probably judging. I would have said, I'm, "Miss, I'm could myself. you just do me a favor and keep your scruffy elbow out of my cheesesteak?" Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I could have had these comebacks, and I could have like stood up for myself. And it's one of these things I'm working on. But I literally put the cheesesteak under my seat and uh, didn't eat it the rest of the show. And my friends were like judging me and stuff. And um, it's one of those things. Like you know, I, I enjoyed the Elton John concert immensely. I never saw him at a concert before. It's in his farewell tour. Uh, it was an awesome concert. I don't want to take away from the concert. The whole night was amazing. But, you know, I look back in that moment. I'm like, should I have just ate my fucking cheesesteak? And uh, yeah. And, and, and of course, I just want to say, keep your elbow out of my chest. But what I said, what was said, why I probably would have said to her is, well, do th- I'm going to do the very best I can, but I'm hungry and I'd like to eat. I mean, I'm sure if you watch out and I watch out, we'll be OK. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I would have said that I would have said. Yeah, I, I really should have. But. It was one of those in a things. Like, way. She, she also could have switched seats with her boyfriend. You know what yeah. I mean? But I didn't want to say like, you, you could switch seats with your boyfriend. Cause I was still evaluating the whole situation. Yes. Like, like she was sitting next to me. And then at that point uh, I, I kind of picked up on it. That, that was her boyfriend, the way they're interacting. Um, but I just sat down and just, you know, it's just one of those things. And like, I got to be stronger in those situations. I got to really, you know, I think it was pretty not, audacious not of her to say that to you. I really yeah, exactly. do. Not, so the rest of the show, like, you know, Cause you're close to your, your, the seats are close to each other and you're going to like bump into the person you're dancing and singing and stuff. There's going to be some unintentional uh, physical contact. So the rest of the show, I'm on, I'm on pins and needles. I'm like, you know, I don't want to bit my elbow in this girl. I don't want to bump into her. I don't want to get anything out of her dress. And, and you know what else too? It context means a lot too. She, if she were just like, if she were just like smiling at you, kind of like, Oh geez, don't get any of that on me. Like in a, in a friendly, 
tongue in cheek type yeah, it was of way. A weird, it was a weird That's mix. Different, like it was you know? like it wasn't like there was a she wasn't giving off totally friendly vibes. And the dress, I gotta be honest, the dress wasn't like super nice. It was just like a normal I don't know how girls' clothes are different than guys' clothes, but like maybe she a had normal, a dry like, sense of humor. Summer, I don't know. It could have been. Yeah, I look back on that too. I'm like, did she did she really mean that? Did she just have a super dry sense of humor? And like, I don't know, but um it was just one of those things that happened that it's I, just, I, I feel bad for you that you felt so uncomfortable that you put the damn thing underneath and you went hungry. That that, that to me that's bullshit. I I far away. I, you know I I would like. But the rest to go. of the night, all is good that ends well. You know the rest of the night, I enjoyed the concert. Um, yeah, John was awesome, even for his age. Uh, I had just seen Billy Joel for the first time about like a week before that at Madison Square Garden, and this began my run of concerts because the audience probably doesn't know this, but. Um, I went to about like 20 concerts since like late July, starting with Billy Joel and most recently with Dave Matthews band at the garden. Um, and I saw the killers, my favorite band three times. I went to Washington, DC. I went to Penn state. I went to Philadelphia, which is close. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those things that, that didn't, I didn't let it kill my vibe, but I had like hindsight regrets about it. I'm like, man, should I just have finished my fucking cheesesteak that night? But anyway, um, I'm in a good mood because I got home from work today and one of my favorite albums of all time, but my favorite band is the killers. It's called hot fuss. It's their debut album from June of 2004. This album is amazing from start to finish. Um, You know, every song, I know Joe, you're not a huge killers fan, but to me, they're like the gold standard of like modern bands. Bands I don't don't dislike them. It's just that I don't know too much of this stuff, but I've saw I've seen them on TV and every song that I've seen, I kind of like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. But I'm not a big fan. You're right. Go ahead. But they, they're like my favorite band with guys, my age who were born in my lifetime. Like, cause I, my favorite of all time, probably, you know, artist wise is probably Bruce. Uh, He just did a phenomenal interview with Howard Stern, by the way, on Sirius, but now it's airing on HBO. It aired last night, but it's also on HBO max and all those, you know, Will but, he be uh, touring I, again anytime? Or? Bruce is actually touring. Yep, he's touring. He's coming up in the spring. He's doing like a worldwide tour. The thing about it, it's funny that you bring that up because the thing about it is the tickets um, are super expensive and everyone's complaining. And the same thing happened with Taylor Swift. The Taylor Swift tickets were so, so outrageous um, to the point where it was like impossible to get a ticket on Ticketmaster. And some of the tickets were selling for up to like 24000 per ticket. And the lowest price ticket, even the nosebleeds, was six hundred bucks. And Ticketmaster had to like do like a a whole one eighty and like do like I think they had to do like the sale over again or something because everyone was so outraged. Um, but yeah, you to bring up Bruce's touring again. But you know Taylor Swift is obviously much younger, but she's going to be doing a, like a big tour. But the ticket prices is, is is kind of a hot button issue because they're like really high for some of these big time, you know. Um, it's not the artist's fault from everything I can derive. The artist, they say, hey, look, sell my tickets for this much. But then these, you know, the ticket master and these people, they jack up the price. And then I think it happens again. The people buy it and resell them. And I don't know exactly the logistics of it, but it's not really the the, the artist's fault, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, you don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but it's probably like greedy agents, greedy uh, people who run the stadium. Uh, greedy record companies i'm using the word greedy really loosely here they want to make money obviously and obviously it's not the same as it was with record sales so they have to really make money on these tours and they got they got like they really got to capitalize on these tours because the artists are not making a ton of money on like the you know the actual 
uh, people are not buying the albums a lot. They're, they're paying monthly for a streaming service. And yes, the artists are getting royalties you know, from Spotify, from Apple, et cetera. Um, and some artists like Bruce have sold their whole catalog. Bruce sold his whole catalog for, I believe, I think uh, over a hundred million dollars. So he's good with that. But I think it comes down to uh, other people behind the scenes being a little bit too greedy. And they're not thinking about the app. They're not putting themselves in the shoes. Cause I always say, you got to put some, you got to put yourself in someone's shoes to see what they're going through. Um, people just want to see the, the, the Swifties. I think they call the Taylor Swift fans, the Swifties. I'm not sure. Um, but they want to see Taylor play and they want the Bruce fans want to see Bruce play. Um, and there's a lot of younger demographic with uh, Taylor Swift. Um, they might not be able to afford, you know, 600 bucks for nosebleeds and because they couldn't get them in the general sale. That's kind of depressing to hear, you know, they want to see their favorite artists and they should, it's going to yes. make their life. It's going to be a big moment in their life. Yeah. Uh, there has to be something done about these ticket prices for sure. And the, the, you know, the artists, they need to be paid for what they do, but they're not going to starve if the, if the, you know, I mean, so, I mean, it's not like they need that price increase in those tickets. I mean, you know, these people are already filthy rich to begin with and they're artists. They, they're, they're the best in the world at what they do. You know, you're, you're Bruce Springsteen's and your Billy Joel's and I guess this Taylor Swift, I know she's a cutie. I don't know much about her music, but they're good at what they do and they're already very rich. So it's not like they need these dramatic price increases that are happening you know so yeah something something should some kind of regulation has yeah. to be so you know what do you think um i brought up my like my recent experience this was july uh one one negative experience i had in the elton john concert do you have anything that stands out to you that something that kind of almost could have like ruined your whole like night something something small that might have seen but you thought about it after like wow i should have you know or something, something that annoyed you at like a public place. It could be like a restaurant picking up food. Is there anything that pops to your mind? Mm. You know, I'm sure it has. Sorry to put you on the spot, but you know. No, I'm I'm sure it has at some point. Um, I don't think anything. We'll save it. We'll save it for future shows. It's not a big deal. I have to think. I have to think about that one as a you know with a you know with a good example. I just can't think. Uh, what I I know that what I've been learning to do. And this is a little trick. Um, when I get in a situation like that anymore, because I used to be very impatient, fly off the handle. When I get into a situation like that where I'm in an extremely long line and the person in front of you is like they, they are trying to get every deal under the book and they're, they're calling in the managers to get this. And you're thinking, <laughs> yeah. holy God, I just want to get the hell out of here. So, but what used to, and it, this comes with just age and, 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 and learning, but what I've learned to do, and this is a little trick is to say, I'm not going to get worked up right now. I'm going to, I'm going to exercise some patience and I'm going to turn this negative into a positive. And you think I'm going to make this an opportunity to learn some patience and to exercise some patience. So this isn't going to bug me. I'm going to look at it as a positive thing. This is an opportunity for me right now, right here and right now to exercise patience. And believe it or not, it works. I I have the same mentality, but like, I'm always very calm and I don't, I don't let my emotions get the better of me. And I'm really always in control. That's good. Uh, But the situation with the cheesesteak is interesting because I feel like I should have had more emotion or I should have been more, you know, I should have, I should have, I like, just you know, think you should have eaten bro, because that to me, I mean, and really you should have just turned or and said, Oh, I certainly wouldn't want to do that. I'm going to do the best I can, but geez, I'm so hungry. And I, and I would have said, you know, I'm, I'm sure if we're both looking out, we won't, we won't have any problem like that yeah. in a very nice way. You know what I mean? 
but I, I, I feel bad that you, you felt so uncomfortable that you, yeah. now look, it didn't kill you or anything, but it's just, you should have, you know, it bothers me that you, that you had to do that because yeah, of something she said. Yeah. Um, so I want to bring up something else. Um, you have Apple TV, right? I do. Okay. So I just watched a really good movie that I really enjoyed. Uh, it's called Spirited. It's with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. It's a musical version of, this is the IMDb description. It's a musical version of Charles Dickens' story of miserly misanthrope who has taken on a magical journey. So it's basically a musical version of, you know, the Christmas classic. I think it's called. Uh, Dude, I can't do musicals. I just can't do No, them. here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Like, so do you like the whole story about the Scrooge? Yeah, and I've seen it 116 different ways. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. But like this, this is one of those things. I, I was, I literally let that blind me, and I let it. I let. I almost avoided the movie because it was a musical. But then I thought, yeah, I, I just can't it. do them. I like Will Ferrell. I like Ryan Reynolds. I'll check it out. The movie is phenomenal. I enjoyed it. It only has a 6.6 in IMDb, but as you talked about, the ratings don't always mean everything. I think it has a lower rating because it's a musical. I'm telling you, Joe, give it a chance. Um, it's a very well-made movie. It's funny. It's heartwarming. Uh, you learn some things. Uh, uh, you the, know what? Will and Ryan Reynolds are not trained singers. So the music doesn't sound like trained singers. It's actually them singing. But the music, the, the songs that they sing are not that bad and they're not that annoying. Um, you don't sound like a big Broadway guy, just from what I'm saying here. But like, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Listen, uh, but you know, everyone's like one of the, I'm going to tell you, Jesus Christ Superstar. It's, I, I don't my, like, I can't stand it, but I music. dig that. Oh, I dig that. I, uh, every time and every, in every, I've seen it done by so many different, you know, people. And I just, you know, what's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the, and I just, I like, the, I guess I like some of that music too. And the song itself, Jesus Christ Superstar. I, you, I get chills every time I hear it. So, but as a rule, I'm not, a, no, I'm not a Broadway or musical kind of dude, man. I mean, I, I enjoy, I enjoy Broadway when I'm actually on Broadway. Otherwise, if I see the singing and the random musical scenes and movies and stuff, I'm like, ah, you know, I'd save that for Broadway for, for just for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things. Um, it almost held me back from watching it, but someone I know told me to watch it. A couple of people saw it and they're like, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a Christmas season. It's a new Christmas movie. I love Christmas. I love watching holiday movies during the Christmas season, during the holiday season. Um, okay. And I'm going to tell you right now, I wasn't going to do any top list or anything, but let's do it. Let's do a top three. If we can tonight before the end of the show, top three, your top three favorite Christmas songs. All right. That's not going to require a whole lot of, Okay, so for you and I both, okay, let's keep that in mind. And then before we end the show, let's each give our top three Christmas songs. But I don't want to interrupt you. Go ahead. <laughs> I just want to, you know, you have Apple TV. Um, I do. If you have the time. I'm just telling you, give it a chance. Uh, it's called Spirited. Um, if you like Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, you know, there's no reason why you wouldn't like this movie. You know, you could be a little bit annoyed and cringe people will definitely cringe at some of the musical scenes but you know it's fine you know i i really enjoyed it okay and i want to turn you on to something that i saw on apple recently too um i was just like one night i'm just going through the things and thought, oh, what the hell i'll give this a try um but it was it's called echo three and i watched the first three episodes which constitute part one and now I'm waiting for, you know, the next, um, but it was, uh, it was a really interesting, uh, show, uh, and it, it, 
each each episode was like an hour long and what you have is you have uh, a guy who's in the special forces like you know i don't know like rangers or seals or one of the special forces uh he's in it and his brother-in-law is in the special forces and the guy's wife is a um a scientist uh government works for the government and i'm not going to give the whole thing away um but she gets um kidnapped and these guys um with their special forces talent and their connections they have to try to um you know to rescue her and it's a really it's a really i don't want to give the story away or anything like that you could read a little bit about it but it's called echo three and it's got great reviews all right so check it out it's on apple tv so why we're on uh i'm gonna check it out for sure um so why we're on the, the you tell me the top christmas songs what comes to mind um is the is the john lennon song war is over happy happy christmas and so this is christmas okay yeah yeah i got um, you do they know it's christmas by the super group band-aid i think they're a super group they're like some british and irish thing from the 80s they did it for ethiopia for charity do they know it's christmas um and then if we're going for three i really love all i want for christmas is you by mariah carey wow okay i'm more of a jing, jingle than the jingle bell rocks obviously a classic let's do five you're at four now go ahead and do one more jingle bell rock is up there mm-hmm uh so i did the lennon i did the band-aid one uh man so uh, let's rock, do it again maybe, maybe rock it around the christmas tree rock it around the christmas so give me your five again oh man so do they know it's christmas by band-aid okay. uh okay. the war is over happy it's called happy xmas but it's happy christmas by john lennon wow okay. all i want for christmas is you by mariah carey okay um and then you know you yeah you told me to add two more you put you know I could I could you know edit doing, future, yeah. episodes, future episodes but like you know Jingle Bell Rock and Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, uh you know okay just, those are like you know songs <laughs> you know they're not just like Jingle Bells Jingle Bells that type of thing so if they have more they're more like real songs in my opinion. Yeah, that's cool. No, I'm more of a tra- I'm more of a traditionalist. Um, uh, and and it's I would probably say um, the my first well I mean and I don't care who does it but to me Oh Holy Night is the first well, is you, the, you got real classic real classic I do I do I mean that and that, I don't care who's doing it or whatever um, I've never heard that in you know some versions are better than others but Oh Holy Night Little Drummer Boy. Did David Bowie do a version of that song? David Bowie did a, 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 a version of it with Bing Crosby. Because that's yeah, you know, and it was like old that. school and new school meat, and that was that was really really neat. And I remember seeing it on the show. I forget what show it was on, but I was about ten years old when they did that, and it was just looking like, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Uh, so I'm at Oh Holy Night. I'm at um, um, the one I just told I don't, little want I don't want to interrupt you, but I have to bring this up really quick. Do you think that the mommy kissing Santa Claus is a, is a song that should be canceled? Cause we're talking about canceling stuff earlier. No, I don't, I don't okay. because it's cute and it should be. Yeah. I, like I said, I mean, we'll get into that in a second, but no, I do not think that should be canceled. The next one is, 
it's actually a song that was not a Christmas song originally, but it was turned into one. So I'm going to call it it's, and, and count it. But it's a song called Green Sleeves. Okay. And it was really, it, 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 when it became a Christmas song, they renamed it, What Child Is This? Okay. But Green Sleeves, just tremendous, just, just tremendous. Okay. So th- those are three, and I'm going to try to uh, try to get a couple. Uh, well, you know what? I'm just going to have to stay traditionally. Silent Night is beautiful. It really is. There's Silent one, Night. There's actually one by the Temptations who sings that too. Yeah, Silent Night is just. And I'm going to try to pick something a, a newer one. Oh, you know what? It's a newer one that you wouldn't think that that I. But I can remember this from the time I just started, like you know, and and. Um, you know, um, partying a little bit, uh, you know, there's just kind of way back in the day when it just, it's just the right age and right time and, and talking about Bruce, but, um, Santa Claus coming to town. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Because music you put triggers me on the spot for the, for the list. So I probably, I'm going to, you know, I have, that's not my like dead set, set in stone list. I mean, cause as I'm looking at some Christmas songs here, um, a couple other ones that I really like is run Rudolph run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think this is the one. Please come home for Christmas by the Eagles. See, I really like when like modern artists, like real legitimate like rock stars, do like Christmas songs. I think that has a whole different level to it. Yeah, and it's like I do too, but I have to like go to the core of it first. Like that that the Bruce song that I just mentioned. It's like what what I I listed four classics and then one, but I just wanted to pick one from that genre. Uh, but just the way Bruce. Just the way he built up to that too, with the hey, the wind whipping down the boardwalk, and this and that—it's just, just really cool the way he did it. And then the drums coming in, you know, he's making a list. But I, um, I wanted to tell you, and I, you, you like Christmas songs, and you like uh, Christmas music, and so forth. And it depends on who you know, different artists. I wanted to turn you on to something. This has been. I've known about it for years, but it's a group called Mannheim Steamroller. It's a strange name. Mannheim Steamroller Christmas. Now, these are all instrumentals, but they do such an incredible job at these things. And they're such a unique sound. But they did a couple of Christmas albums. And many of the songs that I just listed are on there. And it's their version of them, too, that's unbelievable. Like and their version of Oh Holy Night. You got me thinking Make about you like, stop these, what you're doing. These instrumental songs. There's actually one that I really like. Um, it's it's called Christmas Eve slash Sarah Sarah uh, Yevo twelve twenty four, which is Christmas Eve. Uh, it's by mm. the Trans Siberian Orchestra. I believe yeah. it might be from Home Alone. I'm not sure, but that song is friggin' awesome. Yeah, like the Trans Siberian Orchestra. It's like a unique sound. Well, same thing with, um, and it, it's cool. You sit there and listen to it. It's like, wow, this is this is neat. There's no words necessary. The music is so beautiful. It's the same thing with Mannheim Steamroller, particularly their Christmas stuff. But just great. Just give it a listen sometime. And I mean, if you want to start, just just listen to uh, either. Um, well, you can. There, there's several that they did. There's upbeat stuff. There's slow, like Oh Holy Night. Um, but um, there's some faster stuff that they do. Faster Christmas songs. So it's not just the slower, deeper stuff. But it's they're really talented. And I'm telling you, uh, I was sh- someone showed me about Mannheim Steamroller. I think it was 1994. I'm like, what is this? What is? Oh, okay. 
wow, this stuff is great. This is neat. And every Christmas since I've listened to it and I have a lot of it, check it out. That's all. Not only you, but anybody listening. Um, I have to give a shout out to the Killers because they are like my favorite band. They did a Christmas album, which has a lot of like comedic songs on it. Mm-hmm. I believe the album is called Don't Waste Your Wishes. Um, some of the songs are actually like, you know, they're unique and clever. I think you should actually listen to it. Just like if you want some humor with, combined with some Christmas stuff. Um, but there's like songs about like getting coal in your stocking. It's called I Feel It In My Bones. Um, you know, and then there's like Don't Shoot Me Santa. Like there's like, it's like takes it to a different level of like different like types of Christmas songs. But I really, back in the day, um, when I heard some of the Christmas songs with the killers, I did enjoy it. Um, it's just a whole different spin on Christmas songs. It's unique. Yeah. And there's, there's myriad of the newer stuff, like, you know, the, not newer, I mean, you know, newer artists like Brian Adams had one, um, you know, there's something about Christmas time. There's something about Christmas time. Makes you wish it was Christmas every day. Yep. I mean, just stuff like that. I mean, and I'm, I don't do it justice, but there's there, there are a myriad of these newer artists that that do Christmas songs. That, that's one of them I forgot. I could probably make a list of five uh, classical Christmas songs and then five of these newer ones. You know, we should, I mean, because Christmas, Christmas is not for like another like 25 days or something like that mm-hmm. um, or so. So we can, we, you know, we'll continue to do a holiday theme on some of these shows and we'll do more like, you know, discussions on Christmas songs and Christmas movies and we'll keep it going for sure. Yeah, and actually, we can, we could even do, um, you know, some Hanukkah stuff, you know, some appreciated appreciation for like some Hanukkah music and things like that. You know, I love that be... stuff that what's his name did. Um uh the actor um you know i'm talking about he did the basketball movie recently too adam sandler adam sandler that song he did about hanukkah i thought that was great oh my gosh that is a classic tell your friend veronica (laughs) i love that every every year every year around hanukkah and the holidays and christmas everyone should listen to that song because it's amazing yeah we should do uh some hanukkah stuff too some hanukkah there are songs there that i could use um you know, I could use a little enlightenment there because I'm I'm Absolutely. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I respect the candle lighting and all that stuff, but better believe it. Um, so let's move on to, we're going to finish the show really soon. Um, what was your most recent, uh, I guess, Sunday spread uh, that you had yesterday for football? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, I, I if, if you're, if it's, if it's interesting to you, fine. I mean, it's not, uh, I'm a look when I I'm I'm a regular type of John Madden type of guy, right? You know, I'm gonna sit down here and if I'm you know, um, especially during football season, it doesn't have to be fancy; it just has to be something good and something that I don't allow myself to eat during a week because it's either too fattening or whatever the hell, right? So that's what Sunday is. Now, um, Sunday, what did I do this week? I wanted to change it up a little bit, and what I like. It's so simple. You wouldn't even, you wouldn't say, but a good deli sandwich, a good that you make at home. You know, you, you take the meat out and you make your own stuff at home and whatever. But uh, what I did was, um, I got some good soft Jewish rye bread, some Goulden's mustard, right? The good stuff. And I got myself some, some domestic ham, some Genoa salami and just some straight up good american square cheese sometimes i like the provolone sometimes i just like the the american square cheese but cut american right from the deli is the best 
It really, I mean, you're right. I love provolone too, but the, the, some reason with this, and you would think with the Genoa that I might want to go with the provolone. This just, for some reason, I've always just, just give me that square cheese. So I would say it's mostly ham and then some salami, some of the Genoa. And as I'm, as you're making the sandwich, you're eating one slice and putting one slice <laughs> yeah, down. You know, you're eating exactly, one slice. Exactly. It's hard to, yeah, and you're tearing it up. It was just so <laughs> yeah. delicious. And I, the, just a, a good salami like that is just so good. And the ham itself wasn't shabby either. So the ham, the salami, and the square cheese with some good quality mustard on some soft rye bread. And then I just got uh, my favorite flavor, one of my favorite flavors of, of good potato chip. Uh I got the ridges, the ruffled, um, um, what was it? It was cheddar and sour cream was the flavor. Just really got a, ate a half a bag of them with the sandwich. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to keep it because it was yesterday and the Eagles were playing, you know, last night. I wanted to keep it an all Philly thing in my head. Not that all that stuff is exclusively Philly, but it, in my head, it reminded me of my dad and this kind of thing. But um, butterscotch crimpets, tasty cakes. So I, you know, I had some of those for dessert. And it was good. I know a lot of people think like, so what? It was just, and it's not something that during the week, say, no, man, you can't be eating that because you got to get a turkey and, you know, you do a little of this and keep it, you know, keep it reasonable. So it was just one of those things where, you know, you know, in my head, like, wow, I'm, I'm 16 again, yeah. just in the kitchen, making I just, whatever I, I want, eating whatever I want. Your- yeah, I just love hearing your enthusiasm. This is what people have heard the show have said. Like you have, you're so enthusiastic about everything, but when you even your food, like you know, we talked about this a little bit, but like even describing your food, I just you know, you really you know the, the descriptions, the way you're talking about it, it makes people. It makes it's, I'm like captivated when I'm listening. I'm like, oh, what's the, what's the next ingredient? What did he put? What kind of sauce was on that? Was on that? What's like, did you? You know what? What else? You had the Jewish rye, you had the ham, you had the salami, you had the American cheese. What? What else? What's oh what the golden brown you mustard? The golden, yeah, you said the golden brown mustard. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah. And do you have like a local deli, or do you just do a supermarket? Supermarket. I go to Shoprite, and Shoprite has some good quality stuff. They really have some good quality meats. Okay. Um. Yeah. Do you go with like? Do you go with like boar's head? Anything specific, or like you know? I usually uh, usually go with black bear. Black bear. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Which is a pretty good, yeah. Boar's head or black bear, but I do try to go like top shelf. When I do the deli meats, I try to get the good stuff. It's funny. You mentioned that though. I, it brings me back. Cause a lot of people say, well, so he's having a sandwich. What the hell's the best? But when I was, I can remember in high school and I can remember in high school, um, a phys ed teacher I had, uh, he was telling me he's gone. Oh yeah, Joe, I had a great weekend. He said, man, Saturday night, he said, you know, and I'm not, you know, I'm 18 years old, 17, 18 years old. And I'm thinking, okay, Saturday night, a great weekend, man, you must be out partying or here or there or down at casinas with some women or this. In my head, I'm, you know, I'm a young guy. And that's why, but he goes, man, I was home. And he says, I got some apple pie, man, a big old chunk of apple pie that was bigger than a catcher's mitt. And he said, after that, I had some vanilla ice cream. Man, it was unbelievable. And I'm thinking to myself, this guy, is, that's, the, he's, is that, that's the extent of his, his weekend is like a big deal. Like he had, so you had apple pie and ice cream, but he was about as old as I am now, right? 
And I, as a 19, 18, 19 year old kid looking at him, thinking like, what the heck? So what? <laughs> now I understand exactly what he was talking about. Because when you get to a certain age in life, a certain point in life, and you got to take this for your cholesterol and you got to watch what you eat. And I, I say this a lot. And so for people who listen a lot, they know, but it, it really, it really is true. It's, it depends on your, your, where you are in this thing. And, you know, when, when you can just let loose like that and you feel like, damn, I'm, I'm a teenager again in the kitchen eating whatever the hell I want. This is great. And that's, that's, that's basically what, uh, what weekends pretty much are for and especially football Sundays. But uh, I appreciate you sharing that. So uh, we're going to wrap up today's show. I'm glad everybody tuned in again. Uh, This is episode seven. Uh, We're going to keep rolling, probably record every Monday and Friday. That's the plan. Maybe we'll do some bonus. Maybe we'll do some more episodes. Um, Again, I'm on uh, Twitter at Sean Matthew 13, Instagram, Sean Matthew 13. The podcast is on Spotify, Apple, TuneIn Radio. Uh, It's on the RSS feed. Um, I'm just happy everyone's listening. Me and Joe are having a great time with this. We can't believe every time we're done recording, we say, I can't believe we just produced that product and we're releasing it to the world because literally anybody in the world can hear our podcast. And this is a day and age we live in where we can, uh, you know, we can really just, you know, be ourselves and just talk about different subjects that we're passionate about and share it with the world. So we're just happy to be doing this and we're passionate about it and we're, we're having fun with it. That's the most important thing. So uh, anyway, everyone have a great, uh, fantastic rest of your week. And I'm glad you listened. Take care. Bye-bye.